Welcome to Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. Now, this weekend is the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Now, Baku City has some low speed corners. It's a street circuit. It's got some long straights, which is going to give a lot of drivers and a lot of teams some opportunity to move up in the standings or the potential for them to move down. Now, let's start off with the team that is at the bottom. Haas with Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher. I don't think Haas has to worry about anyone taking their position because Haas has finished within the bottom five cars in every race. And when you finish in the bottom five cars, you don't get any points. So they're working with no points. They're working with a car that is proving that it may not be able to handle what other teams are being able to do. So their really only competitor in the standings is Williams. And Williams also has no points, but they could potentially get some points in Azerbaijan with George Russell. Now, George Russell's teammate, Nicholas Latifi, has finished under Russell in every single race. Now, Russell has finished above both Haas cars and his teammate. So, and he's come close. He's been within a few cars of a point. Uh, he's finished in 14th, which if you're Williams and you're going to Azerbaijan, which has a lot of potential uh, for overtaking and being able to move in the uh, move in the standings, Williams could potentially walk away with a point this weekend. Now, of course, there is a team with one point, and that is Alfa Romeo, who is currently sitting in eighth. Now, Williams and Haas are both looking to get a point, but what would be really nice for both teams if they could get two points and move above Alfa Romeo. Now, Alfa Romeo... Uh, has one point thanks to Antonio Giovinazzi uh, for finishing in 10th in Monaco. Although their other driver, Kimi Raikkonen, back in 2018 with Ferrari, did make the podium at Baku. And you've got a question. Could Raikkonen use his experience with that circuit, with the unexperienced drivers who are in the paddocks, he could potentially get into a point-scoring position this this weekend. Now, that being said, Raikkonen has been in Formula 1 for quite a long time. In 2020, when some of the drivers that are currently racing in Formula 1 were rookies, 2020, F1 didn't race in Baku. They didn't race in Monaco either. So these are kind of like... You took a break from the circuit, and you just now you're being thrown back into it. So a lot of the drivers, like Hamilton, like uh, Valtteri Bottas, like Raikkonen, like Vettel, they've raced there several times before. They know the course. They've we've seen what they can do on the course. Now, let's move on to the seventh position team, which is Alpine. Alpine, of course, formerly known as Renault. And Alpine has a 
world or former world champion in Fernando Alonso. Obviously, it's been a while since Alonso uh, earned his world champion uh, title, but he's back in Formula One. And Alpine has 17 points and is currently seventh place. They could move up into fifth if they get two points more than Aston Martin. Azerbaijan could be that race. I mean, they've got a great driver in Esteban Ocon. They've obviously got Alonso. So, two points on top of what Aston Martin could potentially get. If they get two points more than Aston Martin, they move up. They could be in fifth place. So, really for Alpine, this could be the race that makes them go from seventh to fifth. It's obviously... Uh, they need to get at least one car in a high-scoring position, or both cars just in scoring positions in general, and that could change everything for them. Now, the team above them in sixth is AlphaTauri. Now they have 18 points. 16 of those points were scored by Pierre Gasly. Now Gasly showed last year in the Italian Grand Prix that he has the potential to win races. Now, this year, holding Hamilton back, for all 68 laps of the Monaco Grand Prix, it has to it has to boost his confidence a little, saying, well, you know, there's a seven-time world champion driving behind me, and he isn't, and I'm going to make it really hard for him to pass me, and he never found the opportunity. And Hamilton is an amazing driver, so for him not being able to find the opportunity to pass Gasly, it's got to boost Gasly's confidence in himself as a driver and the AlphaTauri team saying he's definitely doing something right. Now, the other AlphaTauri driver, Yuki Tsunoda, who is, this is his rookie season, he's kind of started in the, he's kind of been in the back half of the race throughout his, the five Grand Prix that he's been in for his rookie season. And he could potentially, hopefully, we start seeing a little bit more action out of him. I mean, he's kind of been at the back of the, the pack, and Yuki obviously has a lot of potential uh, to become a real threat on the track. I think that he just needs to kind of get a feel a little bit more, a little bit longer in uh, Formula 1, and then, without a doubt, I think that uh, AlphaTauri could potentially have two amazing drivers in Gasly and Sonoda. So, really, Azerbaijan could be a game-changer for AlphaTauri if Yuki Sonoda manages to get some points into a good point position. And then, of course, Gasly, uh, also in an amazing point position. Uh, that would really help them get above uh, Aston Martin. And then, of course, really start putting some pressure on Ferrari, who is in fourth. Now, Aston Martin is back in Formula One, and their drivers are Sebastian Vettel, and Lance Stroll. Now, Vettel is coming off a great weekend in Monaco uh, after pulling a maneuver where he passed Lewis Hamilton and Pierre Gasly and landed himself in P5. Now, Aston Martin had to be extremely happy with how Vettel uh, finished. Obviously, Lance Stroll didn't have the best race, but we've seen him on the podium before on separate Grand Prix occasions, and he has the potential, especially 
at Azerbaijan to make a few key plays, to make a few key overtakes, to pass several key players that are above him in the standings and move himself up and move his team up in the standings as well. And I'm sure knowing back in 2019 that Vettel made the podium in Boku, in Baku is probably adding some pressure to Stroll and the rest of a- Aston Martin uh, because Stroll has the potential to make a podium again. Will he do it in the Aston Martin? We don't know. And that's kind of the fun thing about Formula One. You can't predict what's going to happen in a race. I don't think a lot of people predicted that uh, Valtteri Bottas would end up having to uh, retire because of a failed uh, wheel nut not coming off because it was machined onto the axle. And I think that definitely not knowing how the race is going to play out, but being able to possibly see all the possibilities, Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel, they could make some major moves for Aston Martin. And to get one of their drivers on the podium is obviously key, and they have the potential to do it, whether it be Sebastian Vettel or whether it be Lance Stroll. Now, one team that Aston Martin, if they do make a podium or get into a good point-scoring position, they're going to be applying a lot of pressure to Ferrari. Now, Ferrari is coming off of kind of a weird Monaco weekend because Charles Leclerc unable to start in Monaco and then Char- uh, and then Carlos Sainz getting second. I mean, Ferrari has to be fairly happy with the outcome of that race. I mean, their weekend in Monaco was definitely a weird one, but their car performed. They have a car that ha- that is podium potential, and that's what they learned. Now, their car performed at Monaco, and it has the potential to perform at Baku. Ferrari has a, a real shot at the podium. Carlos, no doubt, looking to prove himself uh, again, and that he could make the podium. Charles, after his crash, looking to start in pole position again, or looking to get as close to pole position as possible. He's proven that he can get pole position. He's proven to Ferrari that he was a good investment when he got pole position. Obviously, the crash uh, that he made during qualifying uh, probably didn't help. But Ferrari is putting a lot of trust in Charles and in Carlos. Now, they're just two points out of third. So if Ferrari performs really well in Baku, they could knock McLaren out of third and they could be back in the top three. Obviously, a lot of points are dividing second and third. I think it's, uh, I believe it is 68 as of right now. It could very well change. Um, so with Ferrari kind of potentially being able to knock McLaren off of their little Constructors' Cup podium that they've got going, McLaren has put a lot of faith in Lando Norris. Now, Lando Norris obviously proving himself with his third place finish in Monaco. Signs, after an interview, told the uh, reporter that Lando and McLaren 
should be excited for Baku. He mentioned that their car is a rocket on the straights, which obviously Azerbaijan has the straights that McLaren wants to see. So McLaren, the real question is, is so could McLaren make an appearance on the ba- in the Baku podium? Now, McLaren's other driver, Daniel Ricciardo, uh, who has won several Grand Prix with Red Bull, he has won uh, races in the past. He has been on the podium for Renault. He has been on the podium for Red Bull. Can he be on the podium for McLaren? That's what McLaren is asking themselves right now. I mean, they just saw Carlos Sainz in Monaco. Literally, last season, he was racing for them. They That could have been, potentially, two McLaren drivers finishing in Monaco. but And that had to have crossed the uh, the heads through the, the thoughts of the McLaren garage that they could have had two drivers finish in Monaco. And that would have really made them a contender. But obviously, with signs, you know, going to Ferrari, a lot of the pressure now relies on Lando Norris to score a majority of McLaren's points, especially after how Daniel Ricciardo hasn't quite clicked with the car yet. He hasn't really seen what he can do in that car. And F1 fans have not seen what Ricciardo can do in the car. And the real threat that could potentially happen is when Daniel Ricciardo clicks with that car. Because we've seen what he can do in a good car. We can see that McLaren's obviously made a car that has the potential to make the podium. Lando Norris has now taken the podium twice this season. So if Daniel Ricciardo manages to click in Azerbaijan with the car, they could potentially score a lot of points. They could remain in third ahead of Ferrari and possibly put a lot of pressure on Red Bull and Mercedes, which Mercedes, I mean, after the train wreck that was Monaco, they need to go into Baku, all cylinders firing. I mean, Valtteri Bottas forced to retire after the horrible pit stop. I might add that this pit stop took about 43 hours, uh, is what the Formula One mechanics are, are joking about, that it's took them 43 hours to get the tire off of the car. Now, the tire gun machined the wheel nut onto the axle of the car, which made it nearly impossible to get the tire off. Obviously, 43 hours later, they managed to do it, but that's almost two days that it took them to remove a tire. And when you're used to removing a tire in two seconds, it's probably frustrating when you're in the Mercedes garage Uh, dealing with a tire that just is too stubborn to come off. Now, obviously, going into Baku, Lewis Hamilton coming off of Mercedes' weekend in Monaco. Hamilton didn't have too great of a performance in Monaco. I mean, he did score points, but he didn't make podium, and he could not get past Pierre Gasly the whole race. And if he managed to pass Pierre Gasly, Mercedes would still be in the lead for the Constructors' Championship. Now, this weekend, Mercedes could potentially gain back their position in both the Constructors' Cup and Lewis Hamilton has the potential to 
possibly close the gap on Max Verstappen uh, if he takes first and Max Verstappen does not make the podium. Now, when you're Mercedes, now currently sitting in second, your driver that you have won seven world championships with, I mean, Hamilton is frustrated. He clearly made his frustrations uh, clear about the weekend, and he made his, uh, when he basically said that the weekend at Monaco will never happen again. And, you know, that's got to be a little uh, concerning for Red Bull because Hamilton is four points out of first and Mercedes is one point out of first uh, for the Constructors' Championship. So, really, the question is, is can Red Bull hang on? And going into Baku, they're kind of riding high on Max Verstappen's win his first podium at Monaco, and it just happened to be him winning Monaco. And then, kind of taking the lead in the driver's standings, Max Verstappen's got to be proud. He's got to be going into Baku knowing that he has to take first, that he has to win, and that he needs to make it super hard for Hamilton, and it needs to be a fight. And Sergio Perez... Moving from ninth to fourth, helping push Red Bull into first position for the Constructors' Cup. I mean, Christian Horner's got to be proud with his decision to pick up Sergio Perez. And it's clearly proving that it's possible for Red Bull. I mean, Sergio Perez is clearly a, a skilled driver. We saw that when he was racing with Force India and Racing Point. So when you kind of move in to a new team, especially when they've got an all-star like Max Verstappen, there's got to be a little bit of, of pressure on there, right? Well, Sergio Perez is clearly proving that he is up for the challenge. He's finished fourth uh, before this season. While that's great that the team is now scoring major points, uh, obviously this weekend they scored 37 points to go ahead and push Mercedes out of the way. And yes, it is one point, uh, but I think that Red Bull has now proven to Mercedes that you better watch out because Red Bull can and will take your position away from you. And Perez could potentially, we've seen him on the podium at Baku before, he could potentially be on the podium again. So if Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez managed to get onto the podium at Baku, they've pretty much made it a hell of a lot more difficult for Mercedes to get ahead of them. Now, Perez needs to finish at least one, uh, finish before one Mercedes, and Verstappen, of course, needs to finish ahead of both to really secure their position in first, and Red Bull could have potentially a real fight on their hands throughout the entire season. Every race now matters for them. And if Mercedes keeps having technical and mechanical problems, that will be what seals the deal for Red Bull and really making their season more 
it, it it's basically gonna say hey you can now rest assured that your chances of winning the constructors cup winning the world championship is a lot higher because mercedes just didn't build their car like in years uh past now with that being said could mercedes come in and take the podium away from red bull absolutely they've taken the podium uh, at Baku before Lewis Hamilton in 2018 won and then he finished in second in 2019 only losing to Valtteri Bottas of course his teammate for Mercedes so Mercedes has had a lot of experience at Baku especially on the podium and I'm sure that they would like to see it again now Mercedes and Red Bull that's going to be a fight the entire season and it's definitely going to be a close one and it's definitely going to be good then you've got McLaren with Lando Norris potentially making the podium at Baku or being within a really good position to score some points for McLaren to keep their third place position. Now Ferrari, Ferrari of course, is looking to pass McLaren, so we could potentially see that. A lot could happen this weekend in Azerbaijan. Uh, that is the end of this episode of Off the Grid. You can follow us on Twitter at F1 Off the Grid or visit our website F1OffTheGrid.net. Join us next week for another episode where we'll break down the results of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix.